Holy Ghost. We welcome you. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Almighty God, we are come in your presence, Almighty Father. We are come, Lord, in the warmth of your love and the comfort of your grace, Lord, and the strength and the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, in the knowledge of your resurrection, Father. Lord, Father, Almighty God, and Lord, we are here because we have a promise, Lord, that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst. We would have chosen to stay home and listen to the tapes. We could have chosen to stay home, Lord, in the cold and read the books. Therein is the substance wherein, Father, we are ordained to believe. But, Lord, we are gathered here because we know something special happens when we gather. It invites the presence of God. Father, when we sing, welcome, welcome, Lord, we are not just singing a formal and usual song. We are singing with a recognition, Lord, that the presence of God is in our midst. For we have gathered and we are in a count of number more than two or three, Lord. And we are so confident, Lord, that you are in our midst. Father, we do not need any lecturing of a man. We do not need, Heavenly Father, any knowledge from any other vessel, Lord. But because your promise has said it, Lord... We have much to t testify of the things you've done, showing your presence, Almighty God, putting a seal and a stamp that you are with us. Tonight, I'm praying, Heavenly Father, Lord, as I yield myself unto thee, take full control of every avenue that is in me. Take full control, Lord, of every substance you deposited in me. And take full control, Lord, of the faith that will respond. And take full control, Lord, and charge over that which will be done to your children, Lord. If after that they have received the word, may they come back again to testify of your goodness and your wonders and your mercies, Lord. We pray as we commit the service in your precious hands, even asking, Lord, for your mercies, 
Father, for a pastor who has traveled for a funeral, Lord Jesus Christ, they are in need of your message. Lord, you are the comforter, Lord, in such times when we lose our loved ones. We need you as our comforter, Lord. We need your comforting hand. May you be with them, Lord, and be with the family, Heavenly Father. Lord, until this time is past, Lord, Almighty God, may you be, Heavenly Father, that comfort they need. We pray tonight as we commit all things unto thee. And as many as have not been able to come, may you indeed visit them in a special way. Father, for we know that sometimes it might be the doing of the enemy, Almighty God, hindering us to come in such a presence. But I pray that, Lord, you are not defeated, Almighty God, by the enemy. Even if your children are not present where you need and require to gather with them, you have a special way to deal with such matters, Lord. We commit so, such, Lord, into your precious hands. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Greetings to you, saints, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to be in church. I of the hope that you also have the same feeling. Amen. Winter has come upon us. And the best way to enjoy it to feel, is to feel cold. There's no best way to, uh, to enjoy winter than to be cold. Amen. So we are feeling cold tonight. Amen. I think everyone has their special jackets to, to try to warm themselves up. Uh, the pastor is not around. He just gave me a quick notice that I should be in this place tonight. Amen. Sorry for this. These are the results of the cold. Amen. But at least I'm, I'm happy. I'm feeling cold. It's winter. Amen. Uh, so there's nothing much special that we have to say. Perhaps we gather for, except the word of God. Amen. So I'm of the hope that you will also remember the pastor in prayer. Uh, a lot of things happen in, in the families when there's funerals. There's many challenges. They need our prayers. Amen. Uh, so without much waste of time, shall I invite you to some of the scriptures I have here to read together. I've got a lot of scriptures, so I'll just read two or three, then the rest I'll ask you to sit down and then we finish off. So uh, let me take the longest one first. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 to 14. Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 14 to 17. Eh? I think I was calling it opposite, 17 to 14. 14 to 17, sorry for that. Someone is looking for verse 17 to 14. Sorry for that. 14 to 17. 
For as many as are called, are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. And it speaks about the sufferings that are present now. It's not very much relevant, but it's important. Uh, can we take uh, Galatians chapter 3? Galatians chapter 3. Maybe we'll take also... Uh, that one will read when, when, when you are seated. Are you there? Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. <clears throat> for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as men of you, as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, Me, uh, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Right. Yes. We are going to take our third scripture, and then you sit down, and I'm going to read three or four more. Because I know the devil will be defeated in reading these scriptures. Colossians 4 verse 1 to 10. Now I say that uh, the heir, as long as he is a child, uh, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Remember, you are children of God, so you are lords of all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. It's not very good to remain under the elements of the world because that's not your position. It's a position of slavery. But when the fullness of the times was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them, them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant. Amen. 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 Which means, in time past, we were servants. But a son, and if a son, then an heir of God. Through Christ. Amen. How be it then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? 
He observed days and months and times and years. Amen? I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as ye are. Ye have not injured me at all. I think I should just have stopped there on verse 10. You observe days and months and times. That's another bondage. Observation of days, times, and months. If you are still doing that, you are under bondage. Shall we take the comfort of our seats? As you sit down, go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I wish I was uh, gifted as a teacher. Maybe I would take it as a teaching tonight. Make it sink. Because the Bible says, uh, even the prophet uh, testifies to that. He says that uh, the gift of teaching is the one that places the church. Amen. And in one place he says, the Pentecostals have got the faith to move mountains, but they don't know who they are. The other place, he says, uh, the fundamentals, they know their position. They teach one another their position in Christ, but they don't have the faith to action it out. Then he says, it's like you have a man that can write a check, but don't have anything in the bank. And on the other hand, you find a man that can write, uh, that can write a check, but he's got money in the bank. He says, I wish if we could have a chance to combine just the two. The other one has got money in the bank, the other one has got a signature. They can sign for the money in the bank. Amen. Brother Bram was wishing to have these two people come together. But can they come together? They are trying to come through World Council of Churches. You cannot bring a Mapostory together with the Roman Catholic. Because the Mapostories, they speak about spiritual things. They fast for seven days and begin to see visions. And what, what? They can tell you, I see the date you were born. They are not lying, those people. They stay under consecration, seven days fasting, seeking God in a mountain. And as cold as it is, they will bring visions out of there. Just a matter of consecration. Anyone who wants to consecrate themselves, they can break into that room. It's for every Christian. That's what our prophet told us. It's just a channel of communication. You want to break into it? It's not just for a prophet. Anyone can go into that. It's a channel of communication. Amen. But an apostle, when he goes into there, he thinks he's special than a Baptist. Yeah. So he says, they don't know. They should come here in the wilderness. Be with us. We'll tell them good news from heaven. What the Spirit says. That man knows exactly how to connect with God. But he's not taught well how to live the spiritual things. So if you can bring a Baptist to an apostle to teach him the fundamentals, the principles of Christianity, and let these other men, after being taught, bring the news from heaven, you will have a very wonderful church. But what the devil tries to do, he keeps these, uh, these people apart every time. Now he has kept them apart, he is one, but... God, in the evening time, send a messenger. 
with a calling, come out of them all my people. These people can never be together. They will never align themselves with the word. Come out of them. Then we came out. He's coming again in the bread. We say, hey brother, don't, don't share anything with your other brother. Because he knows exactly what damage we can do. In the message, you find Brother Bram saying, uh, if the church can know its position, if means you don't know your position. In another place, I will show you the other quotations where he says, but the church doesn't want to take its position. This time when he says the church, is not referring to the Pentecostals. He's not referring to the Baptists. He is referring to the people that he has managed to call out with his message. For your own information, no one is going to take God's position. Let it be known clearly. No one is going to take God's position. That is what sparked the war in heaven. So you'll never take God's position. He's a jealous God. He's jealous about everything about himself. No one is going to take the position of the prophet. Any prophet in the Bible. That's why today, if you speak about John the Baptist, there was never another one. You speak about Moses, you'll never have a second Moses. Even if another Moses would rise today, we would rather quote the one that went than the one we have today. And doubt this one more and believe this one more. There's only one Moses. And God, in every age, has been sending a prophet to speak to his people. He says, the prophet says, one at a time. You won't have two of them at one time. Amen. How many have we now? How many Elohims have we now? How many Christs have we now? And they are being believed. Being deceived, they will deceive many. My message to you tonight is the position of the church. Because the problem is we keep pointing that there is a position for the church. And we give the church a problem that they don't want to take the position. And we don't show them the position. So you can't occupy a position that you don't know. So the most important thing is to know the position first. And if you try to occupy a position that is not yours, you will have a problem. You will be like the sons of Sceva that said, we also know this Jesus that Paul is preaching. Paul, when he was preaching Jesus, he, he Jesus himself, identified Paul as his servant. And Paul identified Christ as his master. And Christ revealed the position of Paul to his servant. Then Paul, when he went ministering, he knew, I am a minister to the Gentiles, even if I'm a Jew, but I'm going to minister to the Gentiles to open their eyes. Which is why we are seated here tonight. Because Paul started the race. He knew his position. The God that he was serving revealed his position to him. So by, by no means was he going to be defeat, defeated or deceived because he knew exactly where he was standing. He could stand before kings and tell them, brethren, I can declare I could not be disobedient to the heavenly calling. You cannot talk about a heavenly calling without someone telling you about that position. But all these men, the mystery of it is, they were bringing good news to the church because the main focus of God is not his servant. Understand me right there. God is not focusing on Brother Brenham. He's not his substance. He's not his... They are not... They, are, they have nothing to do. This one just takes the message to where the message must go. 
If I write a letter and I give it to this brother and say, brother, when you get to Whitbank, give this letter to my wife. And this brother opens the letter and starts reading it. It's an offense. You have to understand me, right? The only thing that the brother can tell, if my, I say, brother, this letter is going to help my wife on one, two, three things. He's going to say, sister, your brother gave me this letter. He told me he's going to help you on one, two, three things. He has to repeat exactly what I told him. But the contents of the letter is not his substance. Neither is it going to be his subject. So this man, when he gets to my wife, he must get there with a sealed letter. Then my wife must open the letter. These two people, my wife standing here and the brother that brought the letter, he held the letter. He held the letter with him. But someone must read the contents. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham was reading. He himself was reading from the book the contents to you. He was telling you the information. From, he's relaying the information. But he said, when it comes to the bride, you don't read like what the prophet is reading, how he's reading. You read in between the lines. The information in between the lines is by revelation. A prophet doesn't need a revelation to bring the news of God. He just waits on God. God gives him a message. Then he brings it as raw as it is. If it's revealed, he brings it as revealed as it is. If it's a vision, he will tell you, I saw a vision. You can even imagine yourself when Brother Ron was saying, I saw, I, I saw it in a vision. I first saw the, the, few, the small doves flying this way. I saw the other bigger birds flying this way. Then the, the third row was angels from eternity. It was a vision first. When, you, when God showed that vision to the prophet, if he had wanted to show it to any other brother, that brother was going to be baffled. What is this now? But the prophet could read in between the lines. On his own part as a prophet, he could tell, this is telling me to do one, two, three things. But when it comes to the bride, it says a certain different message. Now the church is waiting on Brother Brenham. That's a very big mistake. Because Brother Brenham is pointing you to something. You must read him his lines. That's why you see the devil is fighting. He wants to take Brother Brenham from the position. Because this man is standing on a pivotal position where he's showing you where you're coming from and where you must go. Now, if you see the ministers that are rising to attack the message now, they are trying to attack the prophet. Why? Because they've already noticed that the church, their focus is on the prophet. You must read that. You must show the devil that you, you, it's too late. I just believe this man, but my focus is on Christ. By no means will any man try to attack the prophet and do away with the prophet and harm us. Because it's of no use. In as much as we have believed the message, the message itself is Christ himself. The message to us is not William Brenner. Some, some might get offended with this kind of preaching, but I will say it several times, a hundred times. And I repeat it even after resurrection. Because I know what I'm saying. If I die now on the pulpit and I resurrect, I will repeat it. The way I'm saying it right now is the way I will say it after resurrection. My main focus is not on the prophet. Because I know the package that the prophet brought is Christ himself. 
But you, I cannot do away with that prophet because he has to point to that Christ. Yes. The reason, Brother Abraham, before he could leave the scene, the reason he said, this bride this time will not be deceived. He could not leave the scene without leaving Christ there. Remember, brother, you call him Elijah. Our Elijah of the first Exodus, when Christ was born in a manger, he said, Behold the lamp of God, who taketh away all the sins of the world. Then he said, I must decrease and he must increase. How come your Elijah of the end times, he can decrease and this one increase? Who is increasing now? Now it's too late for them to attack the prophet because someone has already increased. And that is our focus. You will see it with the scriptures. Because we are members of Christ's body in particular. You know someone, well, English is very good on some terms. When it says in particular, it's putting other people outside. Brother, if I say that's your wife in particular, it means she's reservedly your wife and none other. Because there might be some that want to be your wife and they cannot make it. Yeah. Yeah, brother, it's very true. There are some people that can just admire you when you get into pick and pay. They think, hey, if I could get a man like this one. But it's unfortunate. There is a particular wife. Not all women can be your wife. And not all churches can be Christ. Right. That is why you should, you should not trouble yourself with the Pentecostals when they put on trousers and that's exactly what they must do. What, what do you expect from a halot? Let's be honest. What do you expect from a halot? The Bible, the blueprint, the template of heaven is telling you these people are halots. Now when they express their halotry, then you say, no, 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 you must not do like this. Hey, these people are crazy. They are not crazy. They are fitting exactly where the Bible puts them. By no means will they believe this prophet. I think the pastor one day he read a quotation that he says, this message comes for a special class. When you put speciality, brother, there's only a certain type of people that can fit in that class. When I went for grade 8, I would say grade 8, but in Zimbabwe it's form 1. My brother told me what was happening in, at the school. I had 10 units for four subjects. I had a 2, 2, 3, 3. They were all passes, very good passes. I was lazy to read. All I could do is when the teacher is done, it's also done with me. I would write what I know. And I passed. I tested it for several times until I even wrote my final examination. I still passed. I never failed. Don't try it. Eh? You'll fail. You have to do what, what goes with your faculties. <laughs> Until now, I don't meddle with the things that I don't know much. Yeah, I can't teach deep, deep, deep sermons. No, I can't go that route. I can, but I don't want to go that route. I leave it for others. I preach what is praying, what I can see. And I also see what I am preaching. So, this brother told me, you know, when you get to that selection of the classes, they start with the first class. When they, you have to be very clever. When they won't ask for your sleep, they, I said, okay, fine, okay. What will they do? They say, no. They say, four units. Those that have got one, 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 one for every subject. 
Then you'll see, I'm counting now. And every class, they want at least, in, on average, 44 to 45 students. So I'm counting. Four units. I see 12, 13, 14, 15. Four units. I've got 10. Then they said, five units. I said, I went also there with five And I stood there. In that class, I was always number 20-something. <laughs> with all my good passes, I was always number 20-something. What my brother told me, if you go to the other classes, first class and second class, the teachers give very proper tutorship. But if you go to the third and the fourth class, sometimes the teachers are not coming for the lessons. <laughs> so we might not make it. So, brother, I went in the first class with five units when I had ten. Because it was a tip, I was given a tip. Unfortunately, it was a crooked tip. But now, when we are talking about heaven, God gives us a tip how to get to heaven. Whereby the Holy Ghost cries, Abba, Father, bearing witness with our spirit. The other portion of the scripture says, bearing witness with our faith that we are the children of God. Now, if we don't show the church the position where they must occupy, how will they occupy the position? When I'm going for a job, they won't ask me, are you a fit and ten? I'll walk out of that room. I'm not a fit and ten. I'll never be a fit and ten. It's too late for me to train to be a fit and ten. Yeah, I would rather major on my course and maybe perfect it and, and better it and be a specialist in my area, which is what I'm doing now. I'm happy also that just this week, I confounded the devil. And I outran the horses. Mm. I outran some horses. I'll give you a testimony on that. The brother knows I outran some horses. Just after the service, I was running faster than the horses. And I outran them. That company that chased me away, they said, no, we can never give you anything. The only thing we can give you is a recommendation. I said, as poor as your management is, to recommend a man of my caliber, Away with your recommendation. I don't want it. I will recommend myself. If I won't recommend myself, my certificates will. I was very, almost like angry. And this man was stammering now. He had fixed his lawyer. You see, what, what? He won't give you anything. I said, what? So what are you prepared to give me? What are you prepared to give me? You wasted my time. I was dismissed without, uh, without any cause. Just because someone felt that I must just be dismissed. So I'm here for, for this nonsense that you are telling me. This is utter foolishness. I won't take this, just a recommendation from your company. Where will I take that recommendation to? To work for someone. You are promoting me with your foolishness to work for someone. Then this man said, no, let me, let me just go and negotiate the money. Maybe whatever they will tell me, I will bring it to you. I said, yeah, go faster, quick, I want to go. I don't have time to waste. The commissioner was laughing, but I was not laughing. My face was stern and serious. I meant business. In my mind, something is saying, confound the horses. <coughs> I suppose them to run faster and they can't pace up with you. Now it was a commotion. Now the commissioner says, oh, will admit, let me, maybe this man is failing. Let me go and negotiate on your part. I said, go faster. I've got some business to do after this. You also have got your own business. You told me you've got an appointment by 12 something, 12, 12.30, you are attending another meeting. I also have got my business to run. I was just going nowhere. I wanted, 
I wanted to go and check for the battery for my car somewhere. You can only do that if you know your position. You can make the commissioners and the lawyers to run around and you are nobody. Using scriptures. How about if I take the same stance and take the same confidence and face the devil? I take the same stance and face cancer. And I'm reading a spoken word. Do you fear cancer? Some of you are afraid of cancer. You must shake yourself a little bit to say, cancer, where are you cancer? Where are you cancer? Some of you are afraid of being chased away from employment when you can employ others. How about employing someone? Shake yourself a little bit and say, how about employing someone? How many are ready to come to work? I'm starting interviews on Monday. And then the devil, the devil said, but we gave him a termination letter just yesterday. And this man is talking, talking about employing some people. Yes. From being unemployed, employing someone. Amen. From being a servant to be a boss. Amen. It all depends with the way you are looking at things. And the way you limit your God as well. Amen. If you are worshipping a limited God, reserve that God to yourself. I am serving a God that said, ask abundantly. And when he's giving, he's giving above that which I ask. If I read just just that scripture, it's enough to sort out your unemployment thing. It's it's enough to sort out your business if it's collapsing. In fact, believers must be the only ones, if you are running a business, you are the only one who must remain with with a flourishing business. The rest must copy from you. Yeah. Yes. And they must copy well, lest they fall. Amen. Because if you start with God, you end with God. And if they don't have God, they will copy from Mahala. Yes. They won't get the, 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 the secret of it all. Yeah. We have a position from the originality of things. When God thought to have a man, and when he had a man, he thought to have a church. When he had that in his mind, he had a position where that church must be. Yes. Otherwise, I need to advise that God, you should have had a position for these people. Even my, ch- my child, I will have a position for them. They can't just stay in my house without a position. Even they, they know, brother, and your children, they know exactly when, when they are at home, when they are not at home. I cannot just come and shove your children around. They say, daddy, there is a man out. They will report the matter quickly, boys. It's our place here. What is that man doing here? They can't just stand and laugh and talk with anyone that they don't know. They will report that straight to dead. There's a man that we, we are not sure of outside there. You can't hang and be friends with the devil. Arm in arms with the devil. You see, the devil, if he's coming very close to you, he knows the very big tactic of killing. You want to kill someone, you must get close to them. That's the only way you can put poison in their drink. That's the only way you can get a chance to do some certain tricks and then all of a sudden you put a knife underneath the fifth rib before they even think that uh, something is happening. They are already dead because you are too close. You can do anything. Shun the very appearance of evil. 
Some of you, the very appearance of evil, you take good caution. You are like that man that was uh, in that interview when they wanted the man that should uh, ride with the king. The prophet said, this man said, no, you don't know how to ride with the chariot. Let me show you. Brother, he was riding on the edge. He says, myself, when I'm hitting my horses, I don't even fall. Right here. The king never said anything. Then he got in another chariot. The man is riding slowly, but he's somewhere far off the cliff. At the end of the interview, the king is choosing. This man is saying, ah, I showed them. I showed them. I never failed, brother. Not even my wheels were on, on the edge. I was just right there, next to the cliff. Then the king said, I want that man that drives slowly, far off from the cliff. It saves my life. This one, I'll be riding in danger every day. Because it's, it's a what if. What if? At least we have arrived. What if? You are going like that. What if? What if it falls? What if the horse? What if it turns? At least we have arrived. So the king said, no, no, no. I would rather drive with this man who drives far from the cliff with a steady speed. Shun the very appearance of evil. When are you playing next to it? I was fellowshipping with my brother. I said, you know, the Bible even tells us that some things we have to flee. There's no solution to it. Joseph knew about it. Fornication, you must just flee. Don't try to pet it around and say, I'll see how far it goes. Flee, brother. If, if, if the worst comes to the worst, leave a jacket there. You are conscious of yourself. See, 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 brother. Some of you don't run away and leave the jacket. They actually leave the jacket to warm up the, the situation. Hey, I'm getting off my, my subject now. You see what you are doing, you people? Right. Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make men in our image. Here is where it started. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over it, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. There is dominion in that position. But we must remember, when the devil desired to do something in heaven, the Bible says iniquity was found in him. He said, I will ascend, not above the position of God, because he knew there it's a non-starter, above the stars of God. Then the prophet says he wanted to establish his kingdom there. Then in the message, Satan's Eden, 
In certain cities, you find the prophet saying, God, at one point in time, was in full charge of the earth. Until the devil took over. So, he almost accomplished his desire to be above the stars of the earth. Because the earth was the dominion of men. Not of God. God stays and puts his throne above the heaven of heavens. The Bible says the heaven of the heavens is that dwelling place. And there he put his throne. He never put men in that position. Then when he thought about men, he gave him the whole universe to be under his feet. He gave him dominion to have everything under his feet. And when the devil failed, when he warred in heaven, remember there was war in heaven. It was not a joke. I was talking to my brother there. I said, brother, if God had thought to say, ah, let me just go and check there by the corner, you would have found the devil sitting on the throne. That is a, it was a coup that was planned in heaven. But God knew about it. And he fought and threw the devil here on earth. Now the devil found the church failing to occupy their position. Too relaxed to occupy that position. And they failed. That is why we talk about Adam and Eve. They went into a fall. They went down and died. They started discovering some gray hair in their head. After so many centuries of not counting years. Because they were living in eternity with God. Before there was ever time, there was no time. It was all eternity. And man was dwelling in eternity. Brother Blam says in, in the message Amnesia, man has got that remembrance that he used to be somewhere with God. Yes. Every time he's trying to put himself in a gear to go back into that position. Yes. And the devil is trying every day to fight that man will not go back to that position. That is why you see now, there was a time when the sons of Sceva said, we know also, we know also. And they were beaten by that demon. That demon could identify that Paul has got something that I cannot temper around with. What Paul has got, the same, because he doesn't distinguish Paul and Jesus to be the other one, to be superior than the other. Because the other one was God, and the other one was God. Yeah, this is what stumbles some people. That's now, you, what are you trying to make the prophet to be? Because when you tell you exactly what the prophet was, that he was housing God when he was moving. We drop it down to you to say you are housing God as you are moving. You still refuse that you are housing God. So, how can you house God and fail to express? The danger is when Brother Mpanyana is a brother, express, he says to you, Brother, I give you a job in the name of Jesus Christ. You are just fellowshipping outside there. You take it for granted. You think he's joking. You only realize he, was, he meant it. And God also meant business with it. Because I now have got the job. Now we are giving a testimony. But when he said it, you are doubting now this brother wants to make himself good. You won't say it, but inside you are saying, ah, this brother is getting too far. <laughs> when amateur gods begin to act as gods, how does, how is the response from the other gods? How is the response from the other gods? You begin to doubt one another. You are failing to occupy that position. And in the meantime, you are doubting and failing to occupy your position. The devil is fighting hard that you won't occupy that position. You know why? Because when you occupy that position, the prophet says, then the rapture takes off. What happens when the rapture takes off? The devil knows I'm going quick into the fire. So, 
You are in alliance with the devil if you don't occupy your position. As an amateur God. Because exactly. Brother, if a dog gives birth to a, to, to a young one, what is it going to be? Is it going to be a donkey? What does it become? If a, dog, a donkey become, gives birth to a young one, what does it become? Does it become a, a pig? If all the other animals can do that, how much, how much about God himself? Because in Isaiah he says, Isaiah 53, there is a portion where it says, there was no generation to declare him. He had no generation to declare him. But he left himself a portion where there will be a people that can be called the sons and daughters of God. I don't know if you are getting it. Now, sometimes if we behave like God, when I was talking with these people, I'm in an arbitration session and I'm looking at them, I'm saying, now I'm going to exercise some of my authority. I want to see if it works. You must exercise sometimes. You must, you must test your boss and tell him some other ambiguous statements and his, his mind is going like... One day as an apprentice, my workshop manager asked me, who, who do you want to make yourself in this company? I said, I'm not trying to make myself something. I'm already something. <laughs> then he said, what are you? I said, I'm an apprentice. Because <laughs> he's saying, he's saying, in this young man, he's just a mere apprentice and he's taking himself to be somewhere high there. Because I was dictating the pace of what was happening. And he had an apprentice. Christian apprentice. <laughs> to be honest, I was not acting as an apprentice. They could see it. This man wants to go far. In fact, he has gone very far. Until one manager dared to come and ask me, who do you take yourself to be? What do you th- who do you think you are in this company? I said, I don't even think who I am. I know who I am. What are you? I'm an apprentice. You know, instead of punishing me or doing something, he just laughed and went his way. One, the other one came after this one. He said, you know, you won't qualify when I'm here. I said, you just said it. You just said it. What? You said, uh, when I qualify, you won't be here. I'm hearing clearly because you said, you won't qualify when I'm here. So I'm going to qualify. And if I qualify, you won't be there. It was just like a joke as you are laughing now. But the man died before I got into my third year apprentice. It was not a joke. Because this man was intentionally intending to chase me away without any cause. He just hated me. You know, young man, do you know how to file a hacksaw blade? Eh? The way you are filing this hacksaw blade. You know what we do? The fit antennas would know. If you have got a hacksaw blade and the teeth are worn out, you take it and you file it, make it a knife. We are using it to cut the bread and other things. It becomes a knife. So I'm busy on a stone grind, I'm sharpening this thing. Now he's telling me, young man, do you know how to sharpen a, a knife? You can't, this is not how you do it. You don't know how to do it. There's some foolishness in what you're doing. What, 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 what? He's moving around me and said, no, but to be honest with you, I'm not even supposed to be doing this. It's not even allowed. When a hacksaw blade is worn out, you throw it in the bin. So you are telling me this, I, I don't know how to sharpen a thing that is not supposed to be sharpened. <laughs> then he just walked away. A manager can just threaten you over something that is not worthwhile. 
He's a manager at work, but he's using anything to you just to threaten you. Then you take the threat and you, you shy out. I've never been that kind of a believer. I normally tell people, being a Christian is not being a fool. Being a Christian does not mean that I must just be fearful of anything. Being a Christian means you must be bold. First to stand out for your faith. But some of you, the way you behave, if ever they will say, they will come now and say, we are going to kill everyone here. Some of you will find you outside. All these windows will be broken. You will be gone. Only the brave will remain and say, what are you killing us for? And some of us will say, we are ready to die for that thing. I want to see how I die. How, I, how best can I die for this thing? Yes. I will be like Peter who said, at least I've been crucified for my Lord. At least don't put me upright like he did. Put me upside down. But at least I'm on my own cross. Amen. Amen. The church must occupy its position. But for the church to occupy its position, they have to know what position it is. You cannot be a father without knowing what it takes to be a father. If you are a single brother, you cannot tell me, brother, I'm going to be a father tomorrow. You must first marry a wife. Bear children with her. Show us your children. Then you are going to tell us, I'm father to so and so and so. This is my wife. This is exactly what God is doing with his church. Now the church don't want to occupy that position. It means they won't give birth. To the very Christ that is inside. Amen. Let me read something here. Let's hope I will find it quickly. <laughs> Condemnation by representation. <clears throat> uh, this message I think was preached. Uh, let me look for the date so that someone may say, Brother, I want to go and read. Uh, 1960, the month of November, the 13th. Condemnation by representation, paragraph 77. Now, when God created his church, do you see the church was created? It's not a work of a man. Because only God is a creator. So every other church that was not created, man-made, is not a church of God. That is why they are called denominations. That is why they are organizations. They are not a church of God. When God thinks of a church, he creates it. This is exactly from the spoken word. When God created, when now God, when he created his church, he created a Pentecostal church. Mark this word. Because Brother Abraham gives a good explanation to this. He says, Pentecostal is not a denomination. It's an experience of the Holy Ghost. So, when we go back to where God started this church, after the ascension, there were people after some time that they said, these people were with Christ. It was not only because they were with Christ they were able to do that. They were given a promise and told to wait. You cannot go and do anything unless you receive the Holy Ghost. Yes, 
When you have the Holy Ghost, you shall be my witnesses. From then you will be witnesses. In another place, the prophet tells you, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you are not even entitled to prophets with your mouth that I'm a Christian. It's a case. You are, you, are, you, are, you are bringing a case to the kingdom of God. I'm a Christian, but you don't even have the spirit that makes you a Christian. Because they that are given the spirit of God, baptized inside, in their soul, with the spirit of God, they are the ones that are called the sons of God Amen. and the daughters of God. It starts by his spirit. It doesn't start by you coming to church. It doesn't start. That is the position that every one of our children that are born in this generation for this bright age, they are running away from that position. They just want to be church members. They are warmed up with a painted fire. You bring the real fire, they don't want it. They reject the real fire because the real fire, it burns out every chaff. Brother Abraham says, you speak to a dead man. He says, we are burying a lot of living people. They say we are dead. They are not dead to their sins. When they are in church, they start to continue with their sins. So we have buried a lot of living people. We just made them wait in the, in the, in the baptistry, but when they come out, they just get dry and they continue with their sins. You have to have that spirit of Christ. It makes you one with Christ. When you are one with Christ, he is in you, you are in him. You have occupied a position. From that moment, even the devil can identify there's fire there. He can put a tag wherever you are moving to warn other demons. Danger. Kifar. Kifar. In Africans. Am I right, brother? Yeah. We have to confuse the devil. We put some tongues in it. That was the original. A Pentecostal church filled. You see where the Pentecostal experience is coming from? It's not coming from you claiming to be Pentecostal. No matter how many times you claim you are not Pentecostal, as long as you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, men and women led by the Spirit. How many of you are led by the Spirit? You are hesitating to put up your hands. How many of you are led by the Spirit? (laughs) Then you are the sons of God. And then by that moment you have occupied the position. And it is, that only, it is only that position that the devil recognizes. You cannot defeat the devil because you want to say, I have attended 77 sermons of Pastor Madib. And when I go home, I listen to him on YouTube. That won't make you a Christian. You are just wasting your time, brother. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything else shall be added. But what is the kingdom of God? They ask it one day. Christ, tell us, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God comes not by observation, because they wanted to be shown. There is the kingdom of God. The, behold, the kingdom of God is in you. For God is his word. Amen. And the word became flesh. And when it became flesh, it left the spirit that was in the flesh, came back on the church. All that God was, he poured into Christ. But God is spirit. God and his word are inseparable. One thing. So when you take God's word to your heart, you believe the word of God. What do you become? You become God yourself. And some of you don't say amen to that, but you, you, you know when the devil starts fighting what battles with you, when you behave like a God, you know this way is not normal. The way I've just reacted here is not normal. 
When you act like Philip after baptizing a man and you are late for service and it's only two minutes to nine, quiet time, you are coming here with wet garments. He says, excuse me, brothers, I was just baptizing another brother at Azotas. Or you give a name, Arabian desert, whatever, what place he was. Because that man just said, there is water. Philip was almost saying, at least I've testified, at least I've elaborated the scripture and you, you have expounded to you what it means. It was not him, the prophet, but it was Christ. He meant the son of God. What, 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 what? Then the man wanted to jump off the chariot to say, I'm running for service. Then the man says, but there is water. If this whole thing needs water, take me to the water. Then I can attend to that thing. Then I can be part with Christ. Some of you have come to the water, but not willingly. Because it's a custom. You are maintaining a custom, a culture. After you are grown up in the message, you must just get baptized. It's not so. After you are baptized, you must be sanctified, cleansed, and set aside for the master's use. And when the master wants you for use, he has to put his spirit in you. You'll be led by the spirit. Then a Pentecostal church starts. A church with an experience, not a Pentecostal denomination. No. A church with God has an experience with God. When they have that experience with God, they can tell you we are occupying a certain position. Was Christ, when he's looking at that church, he's looking at the, the members of his body. The members of his body. The other one is the feet, the other one is the hand, the other one is the eye. And he is the head. Brother Mel says the mental faculties stay right in the head. So when the Bible says the head of every man is God, and the head of every woman is the man. Yeah, I wanted to say something, but I'm, I'm being cautioned. I wanted to say something about brothers that are not married, but let me leave it. Because your head is going to be useless if you don't have a wife. Don't laugh. It's a serious matter, this one. This age, when you don't get married and you share 40 years, we are beginning to doubt you. You don't know your motives. Your intentions, you don't know. Unless you want to be like Paul, then you should be preaching by then. All those that are not married, take caution. The sisters are waiting for you. They want the white garments. The flowers somewhere there. So that you won't trouble us to say, brother, I was in fornication. Brother, I've got a girlfriend. Brother, I've got this. For a man not to go into fornication, he must have his own wife. And the same to the wife, to the woman. If you are afraid of fornication, for the sake of immorality, let every woman have his own husband. Her own husband. And the man, to avoid immorality. Now you are staying in immorality and you want to occupy that position. How? You can't. But my main achievement is to preach the gospel through the church and do all that I can to bring honor to Jesus Christ in this day while I'm here on earth. Satan's Eden. Page 3. Paragraph 11. At least the church wants to see. Put it on the projector if you can. And what time I have left on earth I come to try to say something to you that will help you. Something I started after I went home this morning. What I could say tonight, Lord, what would help those people? Listen to that mighty message this morning on Brother Neville 
brought uh, to us about a thought. It was, a, uh, it was so wonderful a thought. How he said there, a doctor will diagnose the case. But the man that comes with a pen, uh, a pan full of needles, he gives the injection. So I thought that was really a, a real cute little expression. I thought about it. The serum after the case is diagnosed. So that's a very good thing. I wanted to speak to you something to bring something to enlighten, uh, enlighten to you the promise of God for this age. There's been a promise for every age. Jonah made his own promise. He could look at the temple of Solomon and pray in the belly of the fish and be delivered. Amen. You are in your day. Hallelujah. Where God is saying, ask anything that you will in my name. That was not for, for Jonah. He didn't even know that verse. It's for you. The word anything means you have got a room and chance to slot even a hundred thousand of things in there. One after the other, like what Brother Malik was telling us. Don't just have plenty subjects. Target, you have got a hundred thousand subjects before you, but you pick, you pick one, you say, I'm going to deal with this for the next three months until it's out. And I want to tell you, every problem that you will meet in this journey is got a scripture for it. There is a, if there is no scripture, there is a spoken word and a quotation for it. The reason why the prophet is saying the church is afraid to occupy that position was when he came, you could see how he was pre- preaching to the Pentecost house. They were saying the days of miracles is past. Such a bland statement. It's almost a saying God is dead. Because he is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is why Gideon could ask, if you call me a mighty man of valor, where are his miracles? Where are his signs and wonders? He challenged an angel from heaven with his folded arms to say, Thou mighty man of valor. Because the battles that he fought in his cave, defeating the Philistines, they knew all the Philistines that if you are going to Israel, don't go by the field of Gideon. You will be dead before you get to anywhere else. That man is dangerous. And he's there by the, the opening of his cave, he's whistling. Thou my everlasting portion, more than friend or life to me. All along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee. The anointing is coming. He hears, washa, 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 washa. The Philistines. Brother, he smote all of them until they knew that that cave is dangerous. Leave whatever is in that cave. Even if you find it open, don't go in there. You will die. Yes, he knew his position. That man, when an angel came and said, you are a mighty man of valor, he said, from where? And for what? Because all our people are, are in, in deep trouble. They are troubled all over everywhere. And you say, I'm a mighty man of valor without delivering my people. I'm only managing to deliver my own family. How much more if you give me more of that anointing that I'm using here to save Israel? What did he do? The sword of Gideon and the sword of the Lord. The battles were recorded and the victories were recorded. The sword of Gideon and the sword of the Lord. They were fighting arm in arm, God and Gideon. But he was, at most of the times he was just singing. Some of the, the battles he was just walking around. Brother, you see, you see what anointing we are getting? 
If, if cities could be, fortified cities could be defeated because the men just walked around. Joshua, Joshua just went around the city. And these people are just watching. They are just walking. Ah, they are not doing any harm. Ah, they are walking again today. They are here. Ah, today they are blowing the trumpets. It was closed now. They are blowing the trumpets. Now it's going to fall. If they were getting that kind of an anointing, that just at the blow of a trumpet, the walls would crumble down and crash down. This is why Brother would tell you, even the weakest of all the believers, if he dares to kneel down and pray, Brother Ram speaks of another boy that never prayed. But he said, today I'm going to pray. But this is how I'm going to pray. I'm going to say the alphabet. God will rearrange the words. <laughs> Brother, imagine how powerful that prayer was. You can make out any... You, 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 have, you have been so learned until you can bring all the phrases and all the, 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 the proverbs into your prayer. In your own mother tongue, you can say it all. But this man never prayed. He didn't even know where to start from. He just said the alphabet and said, God, finish up what I wanted to say. And the devil was in trouble. How much more you that knows exactly what to say to your God, to your maker? You are afraid to take that position. Let me flash two quotations for you. Then I'm closing. It's a Wednesday. I'm I'm trying to hit the high high post, but I'm I'm failing even still. I think you have heard... uh, Many times when the prophet, you read and listen to the tapes, he says we are messiahs. Have you heard that terminology? The offsprings of messiah. That's what it means. Now, if you're an offspring of messiah, brother, if you look at a dog, it will just bark when it grows up. A donkey, you won't tell it to say, go sometime after, sometime when you're done grazing and you want to bore everyone, just say, ah, 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 ah. Every donkey does that. Who taught it? You will never see them now. When, when you are just bored, you must just give this kind of a cry. It identifies you as a donkey. Eh? They are just moving as donkeys. Nobody teaches a dog to bark. They just bark as, as they grow. Who must teach the messiahs to behave like messiahs? And if I want to behave like one, you are beginning to put your, your spectacles here now. This brother wants to be like the prophet. No, brother, I won't take the position of a prophet because I've got my position. The prophet accomplished his own mission. He has already told you where you are going and where you are coming from. It's a pity you don't want to take your position. And all the heavens are waiting on you. One scripture that puzzled me is in Hebrews chapter 11. Where it says, they all, after they had had a good report of faith concerning this word that we have now, it says, they could not attain to the promises. And they, without us, could not be made perfect. What's so special about us that would hinder the rest of them testimonies to have those people perfected? What, What do we have? You must realize that you have got something more important than what Moses had. Even if he was made a God and even told, you were not told, brother, that you are going to be a God. Eh? So you are going out there to minister. Even when you go to work, you are a God. Eh? You must just remember you are God to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the world. You must be conscious. You are going there out. Every morning when you pray, when you walk out, drive your car. It's God driving the car. Eh? Nobody told you that. But Moses was clearly told by God. You know God, Moses. 
I'm burning here in the fire, the pillar of fire. This conversation is going to take you to Egypt. You are going to be gold to Pharaoh. Just imagine how it sent those shivers in Moses to say, hey, as soon as I live here. <laughs> Brother, there's never been a man that could take the dust of the field, throw it up in the air, and it becomes life. If you want to test it, repeat it and see how difficult it is. But even the magicians could testify when they were struck with the blisters. They said, Pharaoh, don't trouble us. That man, the way he's operating, that is a thing of God. How could they identify a thing of God in the ministry of a man that is almost of the like passion like them? Because here they were competing. Lies for lies, frogs for frogs. When it came to blisters, they made more blisters. They had more blisters, now they can't walk. Now Pharaoh is saying, come minister, we have got blisters here. We did our enchantments and the other ones were coming from the feet up here. Now we can't even see, our eyes are closed with the blisters. The only thing we can tell you, Phil, that is a thing of God. Yet God not told Moses that you are going to be God there. The very God that they were pointing to, it was not Moses. It was not God himself. God just said, you are going to do everything. They will see it, you are God. You are not just an ordinary man. If the church cannot take its position, will be in much trouble. It, it, it will actually dive into danger. Because the devil is fighting so that we don't go back to that position. Every effort is putting. If you have got time, listen to this sermon. Carefully, you can see how much effort the devil has done scientifically to make an Eden of his own with all the evils determined to disturb the sons and daughters of God to come to the full stature of a perfect man. What caused Brother Blam to be able to speak to hornets? I was reading in the book of, of Jonah. I showed the brother also when we were fellowshipping. I said, brother, do you see how the fish vomited Jonah? It was going to run around and run around and dance in the sea until God spoke. Because, and God spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah. If a fish could hear the voice of God, how much more is children? This is the confidence that we have that the Lord God knows them that are his. For the Spirit beareth witness of our faith that we are sons and daughters of. Why is it not offensive? I want to show you that we are not occupying our position. Why is it not offensive the day that we are living, Brother Mpanyan, to say I'm a son of God? Because when Jesus said I'm a son of God, they wanted to stone him to death. They even killed him finally. Just for telling them I am a son of God. They said, what? You, being a man, you want to equal yourself to God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. We wanted to read it, but I won't read it now. says, He thought it not robbery to be equal with. The Pharisees and the scribes, they picked it up. This man is making himself equal with. You are a man who can be God. But what is God saying about this man? Is he not making him God? For the word is God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word is not lesser than God himself. Neither when it's in flesh, you can make it lesser than himself. Amen. Just one and the same thing. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. Amen. Amen. 
But when he left his church, what was he living? Was he living half-hearted Christians? Why are you here on a Wednesday service? If you cannot take your position as a child of God. My brother was telling me, I said, brother, I won't take that. I, t- I never I failed. I failed to take it. They said, at least for you, yeah, we are preparing a position. You, 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 you are going to just be, sometimes when I'm off, you are going to be acting foreman. I, I agreed. Acting foreman, just after my apprenticeship. My qualities testify the same. They see I work very good. They are recommending me to be next to the foreman, even if they are senior guys that have got 30 years in the company. I'm already acting as a foreman, writing reports. I was busy with that. Hey, wonderful. Every time I'm staying in the office, but I'm an auto electrician by qualification, but I'm next to the foreman. And these other guys were saying, ah, but this is unfair. Then I kept quiet. Come time when they said, you are also going to uh, hold my, my, you are going to be holding my duties on Sunday. I said, no. Comes to a Sunday. And Pastor Jacinda is preaching. And they have to ask others, what was he saying? No. We had a quarrel with my foreman until we crossed paths like this. And I lost my job and I left it. I'm not saying you must lose your job. You must be responsible. There's times when you have to do that. But before you do that, maybe you attend one Sunday, you try it one Sunday... You are still praying, but Lord, how can I miss a Sunday? Are you testing me? What, what is this all? Then you see, no, they say even a Saturday and a Sunday. And on a Wednesday, when you are supposed to come evening, they say at least you must take half of the night for a night shift because there won't be anyone. Just help these guys at night. We'll give you a shift allowance. I told them, away with your shift allowance. Away with your, your, your position as an assistant foreman. I don't want it, and I left it. The brother was saying, no, another sister was saying, no, you see, when I go in the room where we operate people, they, they want trousers, they don't want dresses. So you go there because you're a nurse. When you put a, 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 a trousers, when you puma, cocky dress. At least at work they want a trousers, so when I'm out, I wear a dress. And you think God is not seeing it. You can even ask, why don't you give me another position? Even if there's too, many, too much money in there, but I lose the money for the credentials of my credibility. I said, brother, what happened is this sister, whoever it was, they failed to testify that they are Christians. Had these people known that this one is a Christian, they would not even put that condition for her. Now they are putting a condition, but there, there's no identity. There are those people that fear to testify that I'm a Christian at work. They think I'm violating something, I'm, I'm going against the company police. The police has nothing to do with a Christian, a Muslim, and the Rastafarian. It used to amaze me. They cut Christians here off, but they can't cut the locks of a Rastafarian. Why? Was the Rastafarian out of everyone? They have shown clearly that they are Rastafarian. So everyone knows we can't go against this religion. Christianity, what have you shown that comes out of your Christianity? Except your keeping of the hair and your long dress. Nothing. But in Christianity is where you find all the power of God invested in there. Yes. When the sick, they identified us as Christians wherever we work. Because when someone is sick at work, I will tell them, I can pray for them. Pray for them two minutes, they are up, they are running. They go to perform their duties. They already know. From that moment, they won't say, ah, when a Christian, they say, hey, Muruti. 
At the gates, they never use. They used to search our statues. Hey, when are you? Are you? But I said, but I don't steal. I'm a Christian. Ah, how do we know? How do we know? But when you pray for the boss of the security, say, you find him. Oh, if you can only take me to the hospital. You've already arrived to the hospital. No, but I'm still here. No, but I'm a moving hospital. Just that a hospital with a higher level. If you can raise your faith that I can help you just now. He's looking for small bag for tablets and all those things. You say, no, I can pull out Mark 16. I can lay hands on you. You can be healed just now. In fact, I don't even need to pray. The Bible says I must just lay my hand. I demonstrated that to one of my friends. His teeth are on edge. Every time he's complaining about his teeth, I said, but if you, if you believe me as your friend, you love me as your friend, I'm a Christian. The Bible tells me that if I believe what it says and I lay my hand on you, you will be healed. He said, I believe it. I said, so then I've laid my hand on you. After five minutes, he was saying, ah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, ah. You should have prayed for me a long time. He said, no, 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 I didn't even pray. If you need prayer, I will pray for other things. For these ones, I just lay hands. That's exactly what the scripture says. But some of you, when you lay hands, you are crying in prayer. Father, I pray that you can heal this one. And this demon must live in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No, brother, the demons don't fear that. They fear the scripture and your faith in that scripture. Did he say you must lay hands and pray hard? What did he say? Lay hands on the sick and they, the results just follow after you do that. Simple faith. You want to make it complicated until another brother cannot, cannot even pray the way you pray. So they are trying to copy after that prayer. When they see someone healed after you've cried and the tears are rolling on your cheeks, they want to also try that. But you must just lay hands. And the sick will recover. As good as that, that's what the scripture says. That's a position. Only a believer that knows his position can pick that scripture and apply it. A believer that knows his position will do that. But one that fears if maybe his position is not right with Christ, you will say, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? It will not work because you know exactly where you are standing. That is why you fear that it won't work. May God help us. Amen. Witnesses, paragraph 25, 54-03-03. That's the matter with the church today. Not yesterday, today. It doesn't know its position. So now if you keep on saying its position, what is that position? The maniac of Gadara is a message that Brother Abraham preached in 1954 07 on the 20th. Paragraph 92. He said, Now, what I done, you can too. If mother dog backs, the young one will still do the backing. Easy. The works that I do shall you also do if you believe. The reason why you don't occupy your position, you don't believe. What a pity. The church don't take its position in Christ Jesus. So you see where your position is. First you must be in Christ. Amen. Not in, uh, in Lighthouse Tabernacle. This is not Christ Jesus, this building. Neither the fence or the yard. You can come here a thousand times. If, it, if Christ is not in you, it's a waste of time. You're coming here is a waste of time. 
But if you capitalize on coming here and you hear these things and you determine in your soul to say, I want to be part of Christ. When you become part of Christ, he gives you of his spirit. There's bound to be a change and a difference. Amen. I wanted to read from this sentence, Eden, but you will check it with yourself when you go home, listen to the tape, you will see how much effort the devil has put to disrupt your dominion. So as we speak right now, you have been put back to your position, but your inheritance has not been put together with you. Why? Because God expects you to fight the very same enemy that he fought in heaven for you to occupy, so that you can be an overcomer. You cannot be an overcomer without fighting. So if God had taken you back to where Adam was in the beginning, and he brought with you your inheritance, there would be no need to fight. Hence, you would not be an overcomer. You are just someone who is being pushed into heaven without any battles to fight. But if Jesus had to bear his own cross, must he bear his cross alone? No, there is a cross for every, but not everyone in the world, everyone that believes. We carry that cross, you become a victor. When you are in victory, you can sing that song, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory, not tomorrow, today is mine. But you sing today is mine, but tomorrow you are still defeated. Before tomorrow comes, you are already defeated. Some are defeated even in their dreams. Right now when I sing victory is mine, right now, when you go to sleep, come tomorrow, your, your dreams are disturbing you. Defeated. We don't want to mention a lot of things, but some of you are defeated in your dreams. You fear to go to sleep because of dreams. Every time when you wake up, you... Ah, 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 ah. If, it's, a, it's, if it's, it's one of these young ones, and then the mother is saying, what's, what's the problem? I was seeing this hideous man coming to strangle me with a big knife. Every night is like that. You are defeated. You must sing that song earnestly. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today. Not tomorrow. It has to be today. I'm happy I rode against the horses and I outran them. You remember I gave you a testimony last time. How God has just been putting money in my account, money in my account, without, sometimes without even waking. Until now, just sitting with people and they are confounded. They say, oh, okay, we are going to put money in your account. So I don't worry for tomorrow because I already were expecting a salary somewhere. Even if I go to work or I don't go to work, I'm just using faith to say, you know, but if I could provide for myself using a salary, what, what would God do without a salary? I think he would do more. I believe he can do more. So it means you that are going to work, don't bank on your salary. It's not enough. For some of you are earning 80,000, another is 80, earning 35,000, another one 15, another one 2.5. So it's unfair to begin with. Very much unfair. But you are all God's children. So if God gives you according to your need, Everyone is satisfied, no matter how much you earn. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whether I earn 2,500, but if I need 
food, and God provides that food. I need clothes, he provides the clothes. So what's the difference with the brother that is driving his car and I'm also driving my car with 2.5? When I need a car, I just tell him, even if a 2.5 cannot buy a car, don't tell yourself, now I'm earning little, I can't buy a car, because you are limiting God, and you don't know your position. Don't limit him. He gets angry, brother. If you go and read Psalm 78. God gets angry if you put a limitation in, in your life that he cannot do this or I cannot attain to this because I am here where I am. I'm just a sister. Who said sisters cannot have faith? You know, sisters, you can buy cars for your husband. Yeah. You expect your husband to buy you a car, but you can buy a car for your husband. Who said you can't do it? Make it a reverse action. Yeah, take it the other way. You're also a daughter of God. You can do exploits. Pray for your husband that the salary can be increased and then who's buying the car now? Even if your husband is now able to buy, if you are the one who prayed for the increase, then you are the one who's paying for the car. You just need to know your position. And it's not a myth. It's there. There's a position in Christ where a man can stand and never be moved and be shaken. Who can sing a song better for us? I'm going to stay right under his blood. Do you know it? I'm going to stay right under his blood. I'm going to stay right under his blood. Where the devil can do me no harm. Where is the song leader? Help me, brother, on that song. I just want to stay right under his blood. I'm gonna stay right under the blood. I'm gonna stay right under the blood. Will the devil do me no harm? I'm gonna stay right under the blood. I'm gonna stay right under the blood. Yes, I'm gonna stay right under the blood. The devil can do me no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm, no harm. The reason he can't do no harm, it does not mean that he don't have intention to make harm. He cannot do it because where you are. But Abraham says, when you pass through the blood, you are sanctified, receive the Holy Ghost, you are a Christian from there. For the devil to touch you, it's either you are out yourself, or he has to be a brother. By the time he gets to where you are, if you stay in there, you'll be a brother. Which is impossible. He failed to repent in heaven. So when we are like this, we are brothers and sisters. No harm. In the presence of God, no harm. 
Amen. In the presence of God, all things are possible. They, they are not just possible to God. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you put all in that scripture? Or you've got exceptions? As we believe tonight that all things are possible to them that believe, there's nothing can come as harm to us if we are under the blood. It is the blood that brought us in. It is the blood that sanctifies us. It is the blood that keeps us safe. For we are saved by grace, but preserved by the blood. Amen. If we are there, who can do us all this harm? And then why have you suffered all the harm? Get into that place. Only place provided of God for fellowship and worship in Christ Jesus. I'm going to ask Brother Dipali to come and pray. If you have got any need, you can raise your hand. No matter how tough, no matter how difficult it is, just simply raise your hand. Our brother will pray. Simple prayer. Don't belittle the prayer. Don't expect him to pray. Maybe he should have prayed this way. Let him pray the way that God is going to lead him to pray. The simplicity of your faith, just raise your hand. In your heart, speak and say, Lord, you know my heart. You know my need. You know where I'm lacking. You know where I'm failing. As the brother will pray, with your hand raised up. On Sunday, I raised my hand. I had my own giant to kill. I killed it. Monday, Sunday, Monday, I've I've already my giant down. I've forgotten about it. I'm budgeting now. He's working out a budget. What must I do with this man? Still must pray and ask God. Now you have provided for me. What must I do with this man? Maybe I must give it to another brother. Who knows? Some of us are greedy. You get something, you just run around and you don't even... Now you don't even ask God to say, now you have provided what I asked for. What must I do with it? You still have to come back to him. He's going to answer that simple desire that you have. In a very simple way. It only takes prayer. Prayer answers all things. Prayer changes situation. So if you the situation, you raise your hand, it will be changed tonight. It's not difficult for God. There's nothing too hard for him. Just approach him with that simplicity of faith and say, Lord, I'm raising my hand. Every time when they say raise your hand, I raise my hand. I've got a des- I can't come to church without a desire. I have to have a desire. What has driven me to come to the house of God? Something is pushing my faith. Something is pushing me to be in his presence. When the pastor prays or when a brother prays, your hand is raised up. Say, Lord, remember me. He's a faithful God. Amen. He's a loving and a caring God. Brother Brennan preached the message. He cares. Do you care? If you care enough, just raise your hand. He will do all the care for you. God bless you. The brother prays for us. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Every chain, every chain.
every chain. fellowship with you, Heavenly Father, to come down, Heavenly Father, to talk to our hearts, Heavenly Father. Indeed, tonight, Heavenly Father, we were, Heavenly Father, in need of this special food, Heavenly Father, that you have prepared for us, Heavenly Father. We are fed, Heavenly Father, so that, Heavenly Father, we can be able, Heavenly Father, to walk, Heavenly Father, to, Heavenly Father, stand in this world, Heavenly Father, that is falling apart, Heavenly Father. We are thankful here we are as your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. Hands are raised, Heavenly Father. Who else can we go to, Heavenly Father, except you, Heavenly Father? You are God, you are creator. We have believed in you, Heavenly Father. Who, eh, Father, as these hands are raised, Heavenly Father, they are defying, Heavenly Father, the forces of gravitational, Heavenly Father. They are saying, Heavenly Father, indeed, Heavenly Father, they surrender everything to you, Heavenly Father. Father, may you bless them, Heavenly Father. Your weight is a designer of their hearts, Heavenly Father. Father, you know what is their need, Heavenly Father. May you, Heavenly Father, fight for them, Heavenly Father. If there are any, Heavenly Father, giants, Heavenly Father, in their lives, Father, in this hour, Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. I say, let those giants, Heavenly Father, fall, Heavenly Father. Let them be victorious because they are your daughters, they are your sons, Heavenly Father. We are thankful for the word that you have given unto us, Heavenly Father. Here is Brother Barrera, his Heavenly Father, feed us with that Heavenly Father spiritual food. Heavenly Father, he has taken from you, Heavenly Father, to Heavenly Father, feed us, Heavenly Father. May you restore, Heavenly Father, the power, Heavenly Father, that has gone out of him. Heavenly Father, may you continue, Heavenly Father, to give him more revelation, Heavenly Father, so that whenever the pastor has asked him, Heavenly Father, to stand in the gap, Heavenly Father, he will, Heavenly Father, have that potential. Heavenly Father, even to Heavenly Father, do that work, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, bless him and his family, Heavenly Father. Bless each and every soul that was here, Heavenly Father, tonight, Heavenly Father. Bless our families, you know our needs, Heavenly Father, our children, Heavenly Father. We also pray for our work, Heavenly Father. You know what is happening. May you, Heavenly Father, 
continue to bless Heavenly Father. We say, devil, you are the bluff, Heavenly Father. Whatever that you want to do, Heavenly Father, nothing that shall happen to us, Heavenly Father. We shall be victorious because we have believed Christ, Heavenly Father. When you went to Calvary, you have declared everything. When you said it is finished, Heavenly Father, we got victory there, Heavenly Father. Healing, Heavenly Father, was declared there, Heavenly Father. As we are going to depart, Heavenly Father, we also say we are asking for your traveling mercy, Heavenly Father. Be with us, Heavenly Father, as we hand these services to you in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we have come to the end of the service. Amen. Amen. the rightful position of the church. Uh, I want to say to you, you can go home and take your position. Hallelujah. Uh, it's my first time here. Uh, if I've done something wrong, please forgive me. If I've said something wrong, please forgive me. Hallelujah. There's always a first time for everything. Amen. Gena, 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 kosi sweli. Siti gena, 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 ongena, kosi sweli. Siti gena baba, ongena, gena kosi ami.